That's both me on the drums and the guitar. Yes, just stroking the egos. <laughs> anyway, what's going on, everybody? Hey, how you doing? How How's you doing? How's your day going? Good. I enjoy it, too. <laughs> but today, we got a sequel going on. Pretty much the first sequel on this, like, podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I do know what you're talking about. So, um... We were trying to get some feedback on our earlier episodes because we don't know what we're doing and it'd be nice if people commented on what we were doing. And then I realized also we're not giving an avenue for people to comment. Yeah, well, the thing we have it on, it, I, I notice you can't really so, I mean, do anything. We need a website. We need a website where we could like have comments or we should just invite people to just send us emails, comments, um, if they want to send us notes to uh, we could read on the show, if they um, send us donations. Like send us 10 bucks and we'll read your note on the show. If you have anything to say about what we say, if you disagree, if you agree, if you just want to say, hey, thanks for making me laugh or making me think or for sounding like dumbasses, you know, or or just give us money because I like money. That too. Yes. I accept yes. all sorts of money. I love I money. Coffee. I accept beer. And I accept that's hugs, like bartering. Depending on that's who you like, are. That's bartering. Yeah, well, I mean, I agree on that terms. I think we should get rid of all currency and just go back to bartering system, man. Value for value, man. Yeah, if, man. If you're getting I got value, a pound of rice, give me some Coke. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it comes down to value for value. If you're enjoying something, if you're getting a value out of it, then send that value back. Yeah. yeah. So you can send your notes to chimp at audioghost.miami. That's C-H-I-M-P at audioghost.miami. There you go. If it's directed specifically at Marcus, please put Marcus in the subject line so yeah. I won't be hurt And when you're yelling at me. Yeah, yeah. Make sure to point it at Marcus. Anyway. See, give all the love to Chimp. Send all the hate to Marcus. There you go. See, we I to, can handle it. We need to create your own email. Yes. Anyway, so Maybe. on that note, um, we got some feedback, and a lot of people seem to enjoy the our castle music. And we definitely put a lot of heart into that one. We yeah, well, I did a lot of research for that one, or at least I um, re-listened to a lot of it while like working or something. And while working, in the back of my head, will think, well, how does this add to this piece? Or that's the main thing I like. What we talk about is that how we try to dissect it and try to find certain motifs that we personally like. Now, it may not be what everybody likes, but it's what we like and it's objective of course you know subjective i believe and thinking back up to it i think that was one of the original ideas of the podcast like highlighting the fact that we're these musicians um we, we may not be professionals to the extent we're like you know we're um, we've been playing a long time we've been playing a long time, long time and um you know some people may appreciate the perspective of of a musician whether it's about the music whether about it's about this or, or that feeling or just being a part of the story really again it's art you know yeah, we, art. we love we love art and art we, is our thing and we love do, sharing do, 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 do. <laughs> we love sharing either our ideas or 
what we've learned, our knowledge, our experience. And we'd also love if you also shared your experiences with us. Please do send us any yeah. experiences, anything you you find interesting. Anything or, you disagree with, I would definitely like to hear back because that's one of the biggest things in terms of video game and and music and anything with the art. Like I like hearing all these different opinions about it, right? Because the best thing is I got have an opinion on a music piece while somebody else has a totally completely different idea of what I think of that single music piece. And I love hearing stuff like that. Yeah, and I, I definitely accept all criticism, all points of view. Obviously be respectful. Nobody wants to be treated like an asshole. We can act like assholes sometimes, but in the end we try to be very am- amicable. In yeah. the end, um yeah. It's we- all peace and love, just like Ringo Star. Just like Ringo Star. But um anyway. Right, <laughs> on so that what is note- the sequel to? This is the sequel to our castle music. But this time, here's the twist. It's space theme. No, the sequel to castle music is going to be my castle songs. Because oh, we did yes. your castle songs. Yes, we did mine. We got to do, do yours. Mine. Yeah, you but now still got to do yours. Now we're going to take on a different theme. We said spacey. Um, we, Planet, we, music, space. Yeah, just that general theme. And that, that can mean a lot of different things. Yes. But uh, Marcus has a lineup today. I'm going to bring my lineup yes, on the do. next episode. And so are we going to listen to we'll, we'll listen to the whole song and then we'll talk about it, right? Yes, let's listen to the whole song and then I'll speak more about it after, all right? All right. I will just name the game, though. So the first game that I chose is Subnautica Below Zero. Specifically, Light Rays, if you're looking for the song. Cool. And that's it. All right. That was pretty cool. If I could just give my thoughts on it, because I know you can have a lot to say. Yeah, go for it. Go for my it. My first time listening to that, it was. It felt alive. Uh, it yes. felt pulsating. It felt 
um, obviously there was a juxtaposition between the um, the deep bass kind of just taking up the the background of the sound like and then like those like those pads the chords in the background but they felt like they were pulsating too it felt like the the the, the it wasn't like a straight note but it was going like like a like, like wavy exactly and i don't know if they put some sort of phaser on i don't think it was a phaser but pr- mm. probably some sort of, of compression to make give it that pumping feel. Probably, yeah, I would agree with that. And then, of course, the higher pitch stuff was going in and out. Like, you know, it would play for like ten seconds and it would pull back, creating that space. And then it would play again, and it was going. Be- if you're listening in headphones, by the way, you could hear the going from left to right, the, yeah. the panning effects. That was really cool. So the reason why I picked this one is because it's a specific motif. Because this is part of an album that's like on one single world right and the world it's as you would describe it's a very it feels a very lived in world which in a lot of games subnautica below zero and just the subnautica series gets down very good they they get the environment very well and the sense of it feels alive and the music definitely adds to that flavor my favorite thing is while you're traveling the when that plays again it's a motif so it plays during a specific setting as you play the game and that's when you're near the surface of the water and light rays are being able to shine down hence the name light rays because every time you're going on your little um your little jet your sub jet you got like a little handheld jet for underwater to travel and stuff. I think I know what game you're talking about. Yeah, it's about a very it. well-known game. Are you I mean. like wear a helmet or whatever? No. Um, I mean, yeah, you wear like a respirator to like a diving suit and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah, but um, the whole thing it's it's a non-action game. It's it's only exploration game. More like Echo Dolphin. Yeah, and you could like build bases underwater and stuff. But the whole thing mm. is that it's it feels alive and it's wavy because you're you're mostly in water throughout the whole game in the whole game you're spending most of your time in water now below zero adds surface area like bigger surface areas you could transverse and even build bases on but the whole chunk of the gameplay is going to be underwater and i like that music because again it has that waviness to it but again it kind of feels compressed in a sense that you feel like you're underwater right interesting because to me it kind of doesn't break a certain frequency i guess it doesn't go to like crazy heights or crazy lows kind of just teeters on the 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 like melodies i guess it just teeters on the edge of going to that extreme or going to that highest point but again it feels real it feels movement it feels like it's part of the world and it feels like breathing and that's the core of why i picked this and again throughout my list you're going to notice a theme of i'm picking more atmospheric music and i'm picking music that goes along with the planet or what is going on with what you're doing in terms of gameplay because for my list i thought it was important to pick out the songs that were one again not really listened to like it's not it's not very popular within the series and the series may have popular songs i mean one of them i have is a very popular song but it only plays a couple times throughout the series 
but anywho, just a quick mention. Subnautica, the uh, producer, I mean, the music was composed by Ben Prut- Pruti, and he's the same composer for FTL. Oh. So I don't know if you heard it, but he he kind of has his music taste, his, his own music identity, and I could kind of hear it from playing FTL and then playing this. And funny enough, while playing this game, I looked it up. I was like, this sounds too familiar. I need to see if this is the same person. That's and lo and behold, it was the same person. Very good. Very nice. So that was my first thought. Again, underwater world, um, the environment is alive, and it's not necessarily hostile, but like just neutral, right? And I definitely get that feeling. Now, the next song I'm going to pick, it's called Under the Cover of Night. And it's Halo. Picked a Halo song. Halo 1. Now, I was really, really cross on this decision. Because I definitely wanted Halo in this list. Because I love Halo music. Halo music is almost iconic at this point. But everyone knows like the major line Halo theme. Like the Gregorian chant one. And the one with the piano. You know? Yeah. So, this one I picked. It's on a mission in Halo when you're so when you're given your first sniper rifle and it's more of like a night op so it's supposed to be like kind of suspenseful and stuff but again the major imp- reason I picked this is because of the atmosphere and the immersion it brings along so just having it back of your mind like you're just been given the sniper rifle the first time it's night and now it's like you got to go out and take out these covenant forces, but you could do it stealthily to to a degree. Gotcha. All right, let's listen to it. Thank you. 
All right. And that is the second song. So, again, in the context of the song or of the gameplay, you're playing as Master Chief. You just got your sniper rifle. It's nighttime, and you're just going at it. And I definitely feel that from this soundtrack. I definitely feel like there is, like, especially the droning or the constant um, lower hymns or lower tones, it definitely adds that ambience, you know, of, like, you're hidden or, like, you're in the cover of night, literally. I really like the bass. The bass is definitely my favorite part. Um, it's just a really well-recorded bass. Like, if bass yeah. is one of the hardest It's kind of cheating. You know, you got a really good bass player playing that. Well, I mean, yes, you have the great bass player, That's I'm sure, but also just recording bass is very difficult to, like, make oh, it yeah. sound, like, thick and good, like it's right there. And it sounds very... Thick now sounds, that you mention it, yeah. It feels like the guy's right there playing and you feel the amp just like pumping. Yeah. But not enough to like, you know, like it's break. not overbearing. Yeah, yeah. It, it you know, cause like it, it doesn't take over the whole f- spectrum of frequencies. It's just like it sits right where it needs to sit. Because there's there's a lot of other stuff um going on too. I wasn't a big fan of like those those really breathy um pads, the DD. Do you do like I like the rhythmic role they played? Yeah, like it 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 definitely gave that um. It made the bass sound amazing. It 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 all sounded really good, but I don't know. I just didn't like the sound. Of the dee 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 dee. I just oh like the well, actual patch they use. Here's like a um. A quote from. Not a quote, but it was instructions given to the composers, the Halo composers, Martin O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore. And the instructions are, give a feeling of importance, weight, and a sense of the ancient. Mm. And I definitely do feel the importance part and the weight. I definitely do feel that. And I guess the parts you don't like, I guess that's what they were trying to shoot for for ancient. Or maybe it's the background vocals. But the... But vocals the background were vocals were great. Yeah, they know? were good. That's they very were good. that reminds me of Dune too, like the new Dune movie. But yeah. and I guess like connecting the dots, I'm like, I guess that's why I really like the Dune music. <laughs> it's like it's hitting the nostalgia hit. Ah, uh, okay. So I definitely do feel that in Halo music, just as a whole. Like which I think they got across really well. And funny enough, this made me think about um, on your other project, I think you were helping someone and you asked them, what do you want? And they said like happy oh, something in this. And I said like, that's kind of hard instruction to play to oh, while yeah. somebody giving me instructions of, of um, giving a feeling importance, weight and sense of the ancient. I feel that's a good start off point. Right. To like, at least start creating the music around the halo franchise. Right. And the, I, again, as a whole, it really does hit all those notes very well. And again, I think he was using like older equipment too, right? So, and I think he was very experimental with a synth too and electric drums. Yeah. That, because um, I heard the, um, the drum machine there at the end. Yeah. There's another song that I, I'm going to add later. It's an honorable mention. It was the song between this one and the other one, but I had to like put away the percussionist in me and really look at 
the song in the sense of like the ambience and the how it relays to gameplay and stuff and i really felt like under the cover night was stronger than the other song the other song is gun pointed at the at the world or something like that and it's very drum machine it's pretty much all just drum machine and it sounds amazing like as a percussionist and I, I like both electric drums and acoustic drumming. It's just, you know, it's just tools for a musician's repertoire. Absolutely. There's no one better than the other. There's no one. It just, what is it that you want it to incorporate with? What's the best tool for it, right? And I feel that the composer might have just gone, just gave himself a challenge and said, let me just do an all percussion thing on a drum machine. And I think he hits it really well with this other song. But, again, as a whole, the Halo music, it's great. Halo music is just iconic, and it ha- and it leaves imprinting, like, messages on... Not messages, but it leaves an imprinting style of music on you. It, for me, anyways. Like, the first time you hear the Halo music theme, like, that stays with you forever. That never goes away. That's free real estate in your head. <laughs> free real estate. Yeah. So... And again, the reason why I picked that one is, again, it relates to the environment very well. It's all dark. It sounds like it's in the dark. It sounds like you need to be sneaky or you need to be, like, silent in some way, right? And and the progression with the drums, like, I imagine that the drums drop in, like, near half of the mission or at least a little bit later in the mission, so when you're already shooting and you're already gone loud, essentially, right? And I f- think it fits the tone there, too, like with the um, with the player's like actions as he's shooting and stuff and you hear the little slight drum stuff, but with the undercover night like bass line keeping you the reminder that you're still in the dark, right? Yeah, absolutely. So What else you got? All right, so this is my last one, and this last one was an easy one for me because it's, one, it's a Mass Effect. It's a Mass Effect game, and Mass Effect has very iconic music, in my opinion, because, one, and I learned this while um, reading about it and learning about how the music was made, uh, just a little quote from the early stages of its conception, Mass Effect was meant to be an original artwork about the future, inspired by great science fiction experiences of the past. This synthesis of originality and familiarity called for a truly unique soundtrack with ambitious goals and unprecedented challenges. Casey Hudson, project director. Cool. Um, Jack Wall, who served as composer for the two Mass Effect games, combined the electronic instrument palette from the late 80s to early I mean from the late 70s to the early 80s sorry with organic elements to create the game's soundscape um soundscape I believe is just some different sounds you hear yeah I imagine that's the same thing as almost like principal photography where it's like you're just trying to get the baseline of what the whole sound of the thing is going to be yeah, I mean, like the like the different sounds you're gonna hear, like in terms of like the effects, like the different instruments you're gonna use, like the the ranges and all that stuff. Yeah, it's like you said, it's, it's a good analogy. So, and a little bit beforehand, a little bit of uh, the major reason why I picked this song out of all the other Mass Effect songs is because this one happens c- cur- uh, 
chronologically or like how it's supposed how you're supposed to hear it because this plays on the title menu right but when you press pause it immediately stops that music and you you know pick your new game or load and uh save but this music plays when you meet the last of these ancient aliens aliens uh artificial intelligence on a dead planet right and it's literally the last planet you go to. You've gone all to the, you've done the whole galaxy stuff. You recruited everybody and you did all the missions, right? And now this is the single planet that everything leads to, right? And I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm trying to keep this as vague as possible, right? But this is the antithesis point. This is like the major point in the lore where the main character now sees the means of winning right but it came with a great sacrifice of these ancient people because the important thing is that on this planet the ancient alien race like went into hibernetic sleep but to keep the vi powered on for as long as it's been powered on it needed to shut down individual um cryostasis pods so in sense killing those people or those not people but protheans are called the protheans i believe and it's a big emotional weight because it's like everything led to this and if this meeting never happened then the future would just be bleak essentially right so again this is supposed this song's supposed to represent the entirety of the original mass effect in the sense of space space exploration um amusement like the 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 energy back in like trying to get that energy back from like the 70s of space you know that that whole enthusiasm for space flight and stuff i would say now it's kind of died down obviously except for like spacex and stuff like that but there's not like a great conscience for like space anymore like as it was back when the first nasa missions were starting mm -hmm. or apollo missions or even before that when it was still in like the minds of people in their in the collective like imagination you know you like sci-fi science fiction was a really big thing you yes. know like um different stories would be published and everything and of course we didn't have like a lot of movies or tv or anything like that, so a lot of people would read yeah yeah so that was definitely a great way to expand upon that collective imagination exactly and I, and again what do uh, people dream about now drake <laughs> What do we dream about now? Again, you're saying? Um, and just to end it off, this is again the the uh, emphasis point of the story. Um, again, it's a lot of emotional weight. It's supposed to represent the series as a whole, but most importantly, um, I remember reading about the concept arts, and I do feel the concept art might have affected the music a bit, but they said they drew a lot of inspiration from Ralph McQuarrie which is the um, concept artist for the Star Wars series. Oh, cool. So that just adds a little bit of extra to it, you know? Gotcha. All right. And, um, Makes you love it even more, huh? Yeah. I mean, my favorite thing is that this song kind of sounds like the beginning to Blade Runner, like the original nice. track. And I, I love that piece of music. Out of all like Hollywood music, I think Blade Runner is like up there with one of the greats. But anywho, enough delaying, enough pumping up. Let's just hear it. Ooh. 
All right. And that was the last one. So I thought that, that was a great example of layering. Yeah. No, that's what I thought. Super great example of layering. Like you had that constant drone in the background that had that same like kind of like pulsating viv- um, yeah. a live sound. Which to me, I feel is a perfect representation of space, essentially. Um, especially with the notes that like kind of hang on for a little bit too long. You know what I mean? I, I feel that's almost like a representation of like movement in space where it's like drifting. It just keen t- it, it doesn't stop. It just inertia just keeps going, you know? Yeah. And again, it's, as you said, it's a perfect example of layering in the sense of nothing's going over anything too crazily. Like nothing's going over like in the sense of like the low bassy tones, not overdoing the, the synth part or vice versa. You can hear them pretty well in unison. Right, and I imagine that's an example of good engineering or music engineering of oh, some yeah. kind, or mixing. Yeah, Absolutely. mixing. Yeah, and again, my favorite part is when the um, when it when the two synths come in, where it's not the one but the second one comes in it, and it, that reminds me of that Blade Runner instrument, and I just really like how everything just stays on, you know, for a little bit too long, but it's like almost done on purpose. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, uh, to me, the, the the layering was like you know it starts off with the drone, and then you add that synth, like you were saying, like the notes are just like a little extended, and they're just kind of like you really feel them. But then that fades away, and the drone has its thing again, and then the other synth comes in, and it's like not as like thick as the first like melody, but this nah. one's a little more like sounds more like strings. It sounds a little sharper. Yeah, a little sharper. Yeah. It's a, it's a, but it's not like crazy sharp i feel like this is like the 1970s 80s instruments coming into play where they're not too intensely that sharp unless they made it unless they like went over in pre-production or whatever and just you know mess with the settings there but my point being when it reaches the high note it's not like blaring high or like screechy high or anything it's like just the right amount essentially. right absolutely yeah and then it just kept repeating that thing it went back to the for the first synth that has the more body and then it went back to the other synth that have, feels more like i don't know, like i guess more f- flattened in terms of it just felt more grounded or more open the, open the synth. a lot yeah. of more space yeah yeah it's not a real nice and, and, and you had of course those pads that yeah and again like just for um context of like the story again this is when you realize that you really are like the last chance, right? And the crazy thing is what I read after what happens with this artificial intelligence, right after the main character meets him, he essentially just, he shuts down. And it's kind of like it passed the torch and it finally, it's like it did its duty. You know, it warned the next species and that's the best it could do. And def- the song definitely gave me that idea of that feeling of like hope of like you're the last hope. But my fate, another good thing about this piece is that little sharp. I don't know if you hear it sounds like metallic, right? Those parts. And I feel like that's like the representation of like, you know, there is this big wondrous space, but there's still like dangers in there. Yeah. Well, when you put it that way, it makes me think of the drone as like like the deep earth. These these little synths popping out are just like little seeds. Yeah, growing, you know, like little seedlings. If I could keep it to the space theme, it would be like um the the droning tome is like the emptiness of space, 
and like maybe like that one note pressing is like your spaceship just traveling or whatever because again this is a game that you you are in a ship and you're traveling space and whatnot right but i feel the parts where it opens up where it like reaches that little climax and it like brings in the second sitten that's like the representation of your character like realizing his destiny essentially his place in the universe which is your main character obviously but again music the important thing with music in games is that it relays these feelings on us almost like on a subconscious level right that's why these notes linger on too long this is why they have those little metallic sounds in there it's to remind the player that one you're in space and this is like a space opera right and two you you still fighting like an enemy you know which is called the geth and they're like a mechanical race right but it kind of like situates with the actual story of the game and the gameplay itself with the music and it's again these little moments of music notations right because as i explained to you before playing the song this is only played at the title menu and when you meet this character uh vigil and that's the name of the song forgot to mention the name of the song is vigil but it's just little representations of the gameplay relating with the music itself and like the the story which again you could definitely have that sense of weight in this one too like i don't know about you but well listening to this this is kind of like a nostalgic thing for me but like if i were to play that part again i would definitely try to concentrate more on the music along with the gameplay because you know when you're a kid playing all this you don't realize that but through learning music and playing and just educating myself i can now see these little motifs that are played in with the gameplay that like just makes it more of an immersive sim yeah you appreciate what the artist is trying to do yeah exactly absolutely and every part of that song it just represents mass effect on a good scale but the only issue I have with it, really, and this is just a later thing, in Mass Effect 3, they play that song, like, every fucking time. Mm. They're, like, trying to artificially recreate, like, that nostalgic moment from when you first heard it. Now, the only time it works, only times it works is, um, in the third game, anyways, is when one of your main side characters, like, a, you know, like a, like a NPC you could, like, take along in with battles and stuff her people have been like exiled from her planet and mass effect 3 is like the time you get her planet back but it's been like thousands of thousands of years that gone by right so when she finally gets on her home planet for the first time and like not only gets on it but resolves the conflict that made them not able to return home they play this in the background and that's the only time in the third game i'll give it like a like a slack or like I'll give it some I won't be so critical on it because it just matches the moment perfectly yeah it fits there yeah because again this work this could work with many different emotional feelings and emotions and stuff but the biggest one is when somebody when Tally returns home and instead of like going like oh I'm home and everything she she just starts doing like winty batter like uh uh, witty comments and stuff like oh I'm just specking out like beachfront property and shit and mm. it's like a little humanizing moment for a non-human character obviously right and along with the music it just adds those emotional beats but again I think that's kind of cheating because this song just 
resonates emotion essentially it resonates atmosphere it resonates just immersion <laughs> just fucking salving at the mouth oh you know <laughs> for immersion <laughs> I need that immersion hit <laughs> yes it was real well done and it sounds better with headphones I'm sure than rather than your tinny little speakers uh, well no I use I use well when I was a kid it was like the Xbox you know TV stuff but nowadays if I were to play that game which I do have the Mass Effect collection um I would definitely listen to that on like really good headphones now because the big part of that game is the music but again Mass Effect music is kind of it's it's hit or miss really in my opinion because again they kind of limit themselves from only using like 70s and 80s instruments so there's a definitely a lot of places you go to and it's just straight up like okay this is straight 80s you know like this is straight 80s beat or something you know um it's hit or miss, but like when it hits, it just hits well, just hits everything right. And exactly, that's why I picked this. Again, it has all those emotions, all those beats right there, right in front of you. And you know, really, you don't need to listen to the whole, like, um, I mean, you don't need to play the game to understand this has like some type of emotional weight to it. You could just feel it, essentially. Right. No, absolutely. From the music, absolutely. Yeah, but that was my list. Again, it's not a perfect list. I try to choose music that was kind of not known and try to be out there with it, you know? Not too crazily out there, but I definitely was trying to avoid, like, a lot of popular stuff from from that game, essentially. The biggest one would be Halo, you know? I could have chose the Halo theme or the piano theme, but again... I wanted to choose something that fit with the with the gameplay or fit with with um or what I felt was the best immersion feeling for a song in a video game obviously um and again it's not like what I think is the best it's just what I think kind of adds a different essence to it you know we're, from your regular stuff we're trying to hit a certain theme I got yeah, you, yeah trying to hit a th- certain theme I again and again i'm going for more ambience more atmospheric that's what kind of my list because again when we were thinking about this this is i was going back on my preferences essentially like what for me makes good music for space or a planet of some kind and this is what i came up with <laughs> Well, I will have my list next time, and I hope to be as um, thorough. Uh, I have a couple of songs, but I feel like... How about a little sneak peek? Um, One of them is definitely going to be StarCraft, right? There's a little sneak peek. Yes. um, Hold on. Uh, Now, for music, StarCraft, like, I more think of StarCraft 2, because that's the one I played the most, right? But uh, I don't really remember the music from um, StarCraft 1. Steve, you can guess which race this is. Zerg? No. Protoss? No, you're right. right. Oh, I was? Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah.
definitely very upbeat. Um, I mean, it's a Zerg. So. Yeah, it's Zerg. <laughs> it's got to be like almost like animalistic in a sense, you know? Yeah, yeah. But without like getting there essentially. But again, very strong like 80s, 70s tones, you know what I mean? Especially with the with the little um, the shaker or like the little hi-hat beats playing in the background. I mean, I enjoy it because it... it, it like already from just listening to that, I can sell, tell there's a sense of urgency or a sense of something that, that is a mist. <laughs> and it's Starcraft. There's definitely a sense of urgency. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's Starcraft. And with that, if you're not building enough S, uh, what is it? S S C V's S. Mm-hmm. If you're not building more of them, you suck. <laughs> if you're not constantly building them, you suck. I mean, I don't know. I haven't played Starcraft in forever, but I'm trying to remember the things they would say, um, um, I can't remember. No, no, they would go like, Oh man, Absolutely. I have a friend. If he's listening to this, he could do that shit like perfectly because he played that game so much. I mean, my favorite will always be Warcraft. Work, work. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Work, work. Like the orcs. All right. So, um, anyway, so please, if you have any comments, if you have any, um, if you want to add your favorite, uh, space, yeah, music. tell us your favorite space music, or if you think my space music sucks, just tell me. Yes, please do. Yeah. Just tell me, tell me why I'm wrong. He's definitely wrong, but we want to know why. Yes. He's wrong. Yes. We got to dissect why I'm wrong. <laughs> be nice about it. Nah, be an asshole. Fuck y- it. You could be whatever you want. Just don't insult I don't know. Nothing's off limits. Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) We may not respond to you, but (laughs) I don't know if somebody responds back. I, I, I live 200 pounds, bro. What can you do? That's definitely me. (laughs) And with that, we bid you good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Like Dracula, but spicier. (laughs) 